0: The Last Word with Matt Cooper Today FM It all happens here
1: Today FM It's time to talk music with D-Ready and Dave Hanratty and uh, well actually the starting point is certainly a sad story palliative care for Christy Dignam just before we talk about him let's hear a little bit of Aslan and perhaps their biggest hit this is Mr. Dignam and Aslan, of course, we were told this week, you ready that he is getting palliative care. He has had a rough number of years, hasn't he? Yeah,
2: he really has, Matt. Um, He was diagnosed with a rare blood disorder cancer back in 2013. Um, And he's only 62 now. So this is really just such a shock and so sad um, but he um, he was admitted recently, uh, I think July last year, um, to Beaumont Hospital and he was there for six months um, and he, a statement released yesterday morning by his family said that for the last month he's been at his Northside home where he's been cared for by family um, alongside a hospital care team. So just really really sad news.
1: Of course Dave, there is an enormous amount of affection for Aslan. The fact that they had a 40th anniversary tour date in a three arena booked for September, it was moved to St Patrick's weekend. Unfortunately, not going to happen now, but certainly that would show that there was a longevity to the affection for Aslan in Dublin in particular.
3: Hugely, yeah. And I mean, yesterday when this broke, uh, you just had to look to Twitter for two seconds just to see the huge, huge outpouring of support and actual genuine devastation. I mean, like every second comment was just terrible news. This is so sad. We send our love towards him. And yeah, that gig, which was meant to happen months ago, was rescheduled and it was looked to be this big massive celebration, the fortieth anniversary of the band in the three arena, and now it looks like that's not gonna happen for obvious reasons. Um, I remember I worked in Hot Press like ten years ago, and I think we'd interview with him in the magazine at the time in which he said he'd been given a terminal diagnosis and he wasn't expected to be here for much longer. That was ten years ago. The guy is a huge, huge fighter. Obviously this is not the news that any music fan wanted to start the year with, but I guess in in this moment and in this difficult time, it is at least heartwarming just to see how many people are rallying around him and even like that song we heard there I think it was just a few months ago he did like a rework of it with the Ukrainian choir uh, choir. there was a documentary about that he's always been a man of the people and hopefully he'll still be here for much longer to come
1: Okay, wishing the best. Okay, let's go to picks of the week to start. Dee, what is your pick of the week for
2: us? Well, probably won't be too surprised by this, Matt, but my pick of the week is the brand new single from CMAT. So it was a bit of a uh, surprise. She released this yesterday. It's called Mayday. Um, It's a standalone single, so it's not part of any album, but her uh, album that came out last year, um, uh, If Your Wife Knew I'd Be Dead, um, was, of course, choice nominated recently. Um, She said this is, um, it's a song about climate change. Um, And uh, she, she got the inspiration from it last summer when her boyfriend was on tour and just flying from country to country. And it's great.
1: Let's hear a little bit of May Day. the B-52s are an inspiration to her.
2: And and I love that she's called that out. Um, She said that their kind of retrofitted surf rock uh, is the sort of sound of 60s nuclear anxiety. That actually makes a lot of sense. And I can see how they would be the ideal inspiration for her because there's there's humour to her music and there is humour to the B-52s music as well.
3: Now, Dave, tell us about your pick of the week and why you've gone for it. Yeah, um, can I interest you in the fourth album from Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds? Uh, Would you like to know that he sounds like the same he always has? Uh, This sounds like an Oasis B-side from 1995 and I wanted to include it because I'm just kind of shocked at the excitement for this. I woke up this morning and again saw a bunch of Twitter posts being like, he's back oh my God, this going to be the first High Flying Birds album in six years. And this is a project that just doesn't exist to me. So I was like, you know what, I'll throw on the song. Maybe I'll be blown away. So this is
1: just a single off new albums coming in June.
3: Isn't yeah, it? the album's called Cancel Skies. It lands on the 2nd of June. This, I believe, is the second single. It's called Easy Now. And again, I mean, I just saw the, all this kind of hype. And I was like, well, this must be great, right? Then I listened to it and it's fine, I suppose. Well, let's just have a listen. and Then we'll see if we'll have a chat about it. you know, don't fix it, I suppose. But it just feels but like an anthem. It's broken because it's the same thing all the time? That's the thing, but that's what sells, I guess. That's what his audience expect But it just feels to me like an anthem for middling pub singers across the UK and Ireland. I mean, I'm hearing nothing new, nothing inspiring. And I guess he's just more interesting as a rent-a-quote these days. Do you find anything
1: interesting about an old Galahurty?
2: Not particularly, I have to say. Like, it just, um, yeah, just, not that it leaves me cold. I just, I find it a bit...
3: Boring to my ears. Stock and trade, like UK yeah. Indy, that's kind of all it is. So, you know, sorry, Noel. It's <laughs> <That's> my <laughs> pick of the week. We <laughs> see, is anyone going to come in and actually defend?
1: Uh, I really like that when he's on a pout. Noel rocks, Mr. That's, says.
3: He always is, though. Therefore, he's always rocking. Everybody wins. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, I a bit of Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus has had a brilliant few years. She has released her new single, Flowers which is going to be from the album Endless Summer Vacation, which is coming in March. So let's hear a bit of it.
0: I didn't want to leave you, I didn't want to fight. Started to cry, but then remembered I.
1: Hey, what do you make of that, Dee?
2: I love it, yeah. And I think um, the world owes her a big thank you because everybody from here on in, their next break-up will be a bit more upbeat in its soundtrack. Um, it's just perfect. I love it.
3: Yeah, I like think? it. I, li- I like Molly Sars. I think she deserves more respect than she's gotten over the years. I think she's think developed she gets a lot of respect. Well, maybe it's gone. Maybe, maybe it's gone that way. Maybe I'm still living in the past. But there was a time period where she was just the butt of every joke, and people were like, "Oh, like I mean, she's so annoying," and she she just a stick out her tongue, like on award show red carpets and stuff. Where's the music? But I think the music has gotten better in recent years. She's kind of obviously very much gone back into the kind of country era, but also mixing it with a bit of disco. This song is a self care anthem. It's done quite well, and I think you know, for someone who's been in the entertainment industry as long as she has, she has got a lot of good. I think what you're describing, though, is,
2: is less about a lack of respect for her and more something that happens to a lot of child stars when they move into the adult phase of their career, that there is this sort of people don't know what to make of the direction that they're taking initially, but she has certainly come out the other side of that.
1: But hasn't she gone in lots of directions? Hasn't she shown an enormous she versatility? Has. I mean, she has a voice that's brilliant for country. Absolutely. She has a voice that says she can rock out as well. She does pop. She could do nearly everything, can't she?
2: She can and she's a great producer and she's a great songwriter. I mean, she's, she's a real triple threat um, or quadruple threat
3: Argument put to bed, I guess. She, she gets the respect she deserves. Although I would like to hear what the listener... She does on this the Gallagher fan listener, I'd like to know what they think about Miley Cyrus. Just to put this to the test, that's all. Let's hear from the public.
1: <laughs> okay. Actually the, the, the texture. who I said I read out what is he on he's on a pout actually it was a misspelling they wanted to know what you were on about
3: oh, right. <laughs> I mean listen it's a fair question like it's a fair question I, I can't give you a good enough answer right now but well, I'll, and I'll it and the same
1: mister who likes Noel Gallagher also thinks Wiley Cyrus is great as it happens anyway another one says Noel's last album Who Built the Moon was very experimental it was a totally different change to his usual style psychedelic instrumental record
3: He's yeah, fair enough. He has always talked about that kind of side project was it was. Amorphous and androgynous that ne- never really came to mind. And he's done some interesting stuff, you know, with the kind of, with that band corner shop. There's a great song called Spectral Mornings which he's got on. So, i I'll, I'll walk but it back now, a little bit. To be
2: fair, like is a rock musician entering their psychedelic phase, really that groundbreaking in the year 2023. Well,
3: there's, there's
1: another one here and there's some great m- messages come in every week during our music spot. Noel Gallagher's later, later, latter career has just replaced Paul Weller's latter career. Same old, same old.
3: Hasn't replaced it though. Paul Weller's still going strong and doing the same old, same old. So fair enough, yeah. I guess they should tour together, perhaps. Might be good. Another listener says in relation to that Miley Cyrus
1: says she owes Gloria Gaynor a credit for it, says Shayna Manoose.
3: Not a bad shout.
2: But I think it's just got that disco sort of drive to it.
1: Okay, Uh, let's move on. Actually, given that we've been talking about Miley Cyrus, what do you make of the fact, does it matter that no women have been nominated for Best Artist at this year's Brit Awards?
3: Um, yeah, yeah, it does matter. See? <laughs> let take as, as one, I have to that the man I the Um
2: yeah, I think it really does matter, Matt. Like I know we discussed this when they changed the awards um last year. Was it last year or the year before? No, I think it was the year before. Um I remember saying at the time that until um until we leveled out all layers of the music industry to get rid of barriers for entry for um female artists that this was only ever going to be the logical conclusion, and here we are, only a year or two in. So,
1: gender-neutral prizes, <clears throat> and certainly that's not a good thing because no women make the final. Yeah, shortlist.
2: I, I just think in, in, in you know, in, and it, it's, a tough one because, like absolutely all here for uh, inclusivity, but I think when you have an industry where there is so much in inequality or inequity um, in terms of how much people are able to engage with the industry these things are self-fulfilling you know record labels will be looking at who won the awards to inform the decisions about the the artists that they sign the following year they'll be looking at who got chart play and and if you're not getting people in on the ground level which is still not happening how can you expect women to have the same opportunity to be nominated
3: well also you also have some very very boring rules to consider here as well Mm. where you have to have released uh, and charted with a couple of albums or singles or whatever in this given time so if you haven't done that you don't get in the five men who were up for Artists of the Year at the Brits are Harry Styles, Stormzy, George Ezra, Central Sea and Fred again. I mean you might say well where's Little Sims? She put out a great album but it was literally like one or two days past the cut off point but the case can be made for Charlie XEX, for Florence Welsh, for Mabel and, and various others. I think there's an easy solution here. Uh, they've kind of they've pat themselves on the back by being inclusive but then they haven't really followed through. Just expand it like the Oscars did with Best Picture and make it 10 nominees not 5.
1: Let's hear a little bit of Charlie XCX good ones. Lay you
0: down easy I'm trying
1: It's not also the case that in the international category the women outnumber the men. Then it depends on the category. Wet leg your favourites are in they there. They are as well.
2: indeed. But like if you look at you know, if you look at across the board of all the nominations, um women and non binary artists make up just thirteen of seventy one eligible acts. Like you know, that just shows that it's 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 always gonna to skew towards the, the male with the way the industry as a whole is set up at the moment. And it's I just I I just don't think it's fair to female artists for them to be locked out of 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 a category that way.
1: Listener comments. Paul Weller's later career is shocking and resembles nothing of his earlier career, which I loved. Another one says, so Miley Cyrus has ripped off Dolly Parton, Stevie Nixon now she's ripping off Bruno Mars. Quite a few people thinking that new track is very Bruno Mars. Talking of ripping off, tell us about Nick Cave uh, responding to a chat GPT song written in the style of Nick Cave. Well,
2: in <laughs> in true Nick Cave style, he responded uh, bruisingly, I would say. It was sent to him by a fan uh, called Mark who sent it in to him um it's it's not a good song, and Nick more than um, tells him that. But he said that in the last, since its launch in November last year, many people, most buzzing buzzing with a kind of algorithmic awe, have sent me songs in the style of, of Nick Cave. And he what then follows is a letter that absolutely um, skewers uh, this type of AI artistry.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm maybe take my life in my hands by suggesting it that not every song Nick Cave writes is a good
3: song so maybe it was an AI song based <laughs> on his poorer songs. Storming out of the studio now in disgust, Matt, how dare you? Um, yeah, I mean, like of course Nick Cave is going to rebel against technology moving in this direction as well I think he should. This chat GPT thing uh, you know, algorithm that basically like gives you incredibly extensive answers for anyone who doesn't know um, a Nick Cave song, lyrics pre- like presented in that fashion. Some of them are kind of like, oh yeah, that's kind of what he would say but for the artist, I think, for the artist turn Turn around and say actually I reject this this is a bit of a mockery and to do it you know you said the apocalypse is well on its way He's always been a very, very thoughtful guy, especially when it comes to dealing with his fans. So he was letting them down gently. And also, if, if anyone hasn't seen This Much I Know To Be True, which is an amazing Nick Cave documentary from last year, I suggest you go and seek it out. But of all people, Nick Cave is never going to say, yes, please make me the author, an author as eloquent as him. Please get rid of me with the computer. I mean, of course he was going to go against this. I'd like to think the fans knew what he would say. And they shouldn't feel too put down by it because he's right. The apocalypse is coming with this kind of thing. I think it's trash. We
1: we'll leave it at that. D Hanratty, sorry. D Freddy and Dave (laughs) Hanratty. Sorry. Excuse me for getting that mixed up. Thank you very much. The last word with
0: Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.